I feel like 2021 has been zooming by, and so has season six. We get to slow down and talk all things mental health with the Rebel Therapist on this week's show. It is time for another episode of a mental health break. I'm your host and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. For each episode, I sit down with a mental health professional or advocate from around the country and across the globe to share their story relating to mental health. My story relating to mental health is I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while on foot. As I was coming out of a traumatic brain injury and I began recovering from it, I realized I needed to prioritize my mental health, and that led me to creating this show. And before I introduce this week's guest, I have some exciting news to share with you all. This summer's episodes will be brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness, dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call today for a free consultation. Tampa Counseling and Wellness, therapy that inspires change, and you can find their info in today's episode description, whether you want in-person visits or virtual assistance. A burned-out therapist who closed her practice of 20 years to start coaching, she made time for more joy, and after hearing her show, you will too. This week, we are joined by the Rebel Therapist who has tons of value to share. As I mentioned, after experiencing the early stages of burnout while running her private therapy practice, she knew she had to build a new business centered around her values. As the family breadwinner, making the change was not easy, but with the support of her wife, she was finally able to liberate herself and build a sustainable and joyful business. As we know about mental health, we need to do things that make us happy, and Annie will teach you how to do just that. Allow me to now bring her on. Annie Schuessler. Annie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself further to our audience and also share your role relating to mental health? Absolutely. So I am Annie. I have been... I will get into this later, but I've been a client of therapy uh, for almost my whole life. I was a psychotherapist for 20 years, and I'm a coach working with mental health professionals and healers to help them reach more people. And I'm really lucky to do what I do. Yeah, I know you love what you do. I can't wait to hear all about it. So I'm going to ask, you said you've been in therapy majority of your life. When did you actually realize that you were going to start a career? relating to mental health as well? I think that became clear in my early 20s. So I had struggled with anxiety and depression myself since at least the age of six, probably before, but that was when it was clear to everybody. Right. And, and then when I was in my early 20s, it became clear to me that I really wanted to learn how to start helping other people in some of the ways that I had been helped and to you know, get under the hood of this whole therapy and mental health stuff and start being able to really help others as well. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate your willingness to A, share your story today and B, in general, because it's helping all of the patients you bring on and you connect with them. You mentioned a little anxiety, depression. Let's talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it obviously anxiety and depression look so different for everybody, depending on their life story, depending on yep. their culture, their identity, who they are in the world. And what I've found is that for most of the folks who I worked with over 20 years, anxiety was a really big theme and it showed up in so many different ways. And I think it's uh, often invisible force in so many of our lives. And that's the thing. Many of these things are invisible diseases. You're not wearing bruises on the outside of your skin. I describe that also in a different way with traumatic brain injury, where once my face healed from landing on my face and it was no longer purple and I came back down to Florida, everybody just thought I was the exact same, no problem. When there were so many up and down battles that even though they still do occur, were very severe at that point. I'm sure you can relate, especially with your patients as well. What would you say one of the earlier signs for you was when you started feeling these emotions and feelings for the first time, these strange emotions, this anxiety, this depression? Do you remember back to what that felt like? Absolutely. I remember a time when I was about six years old, maybe seven. And I remember my grandmother had come to visit and I just felt a cloud over me. And I felt shameful about it because I knew that I had a lot of safety and privilege and things were really, all my needs were met, all my physical needs were met. And so it felt confusing to me as this little, you know, depressed kid, this anxious kid, it felt confusing to me. And I knew that it would probably be a good idea to keep these things a secret. But my grandmother came to visit and I remember she also really struggled with depression and she recognized it. And I remember one particular day when I was having a hard time getting out of bed, her just saying, let's, uh, let's just paint our feelings with watercolor. And she was not a touchy feely kind of person. <laughs> so this really meant a lot to me. And I think this was the beginning of me feeling like, okay, there's some, I wouldn't have had the word for it then, but like, there's some healing to be had here. And I'm not completely alone in this. Well said, everyone listening on, you are not alone. We're going to re-emphasize that with the spotlight story in just a little bit. Have a conversation. People are starting to talk more and more about mental health. And it's just a shame that there is that stigma where people feel professionally they may be disciplined or not Mm -hmm. chosen in favor of someone else. Do you, you can agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, people... It comes up almost every episode. You have a physical injury. You take the time to recuperate, get back out and do what you're doing. Go to the dentist for your teeth, the whole nine. And God forbid someone wants to make sure their brain's in perfect condition or an okay condition that runs the whole system. It's something that conversations like ours are hopefully going to make a more easier chat for others. But can you now share what works for you here, Annie? We're going to ask you for two short-term and two long-term mental health tools that help you stay mentally healthy. What can you offer our audience? So one short-term thing that I do and that people can do immediately is if when you're in an anxious moment, when you're in a suffering moment, 
take a moment, take between one and five minutes and just start writing, write down every toxic negative thought that you're having. Don't judge it. Don't try to edit it. Just get it all down on paper for between one and five minutes and then take a look at what you've written and it is not going to solve everything, but it's going to give you a moment of seeing, I am not this. These thoughts are, many of them are going to look kind of ridiculous to you, but don't judge them. Just know, okay, this is down on paper. This is not me. I am not my thoughts. Very well said. Separate that thought from reality. Mindset is everything. That's certainly a tool to use that. Please keep going. Okay. So the second short-term one that I would consider is something you're going to have heard before is take a moment and get yourself outside, get yourself nature, into yes. the sunlight. Yeah. And nature, if at all possible, and even the sun is nature. So let that, um, let that touch your face and just notice Notice what that feels like. Well said again. And Mr. Lance, he talks mental health. I talk about how nature, you go outside, get sunlight, vitamin D hits you. That improves your mental health. You could even do a little yoga or meditation or even just take a walk to get the two for one mental health improvement. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to look long-term. Two great short-term initiatives for everyone to tackle right now. What are we looking long-term, Annie? Long-term, build relationships where you feel emotionally safe. So look around your life and see who this is kind of a situation where like that game kids play uh, colder, warmer, colder, warmer to find something. This is going to be the same thing with relationships. Look around and see what are the safest relationships I have where I feel the most nurtured, the most understood when I spend time with these people and just start building those relationships little by little, spend a little more time with them, share a little bit more. You can go slow, but just share a little bit more about what you're suffering with, what is feeling painful to you, test the waters, and then walk in a little bit deeper with those people. Well said. You need to surround yourself with the right support system as you get older. You really need to get more aligned with like-minded individuals people who are going to comfort you and tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. Well said there, Annie. Do you have anything else to add? The second long-term thing I would encourage folks to try is creating a morning routine that works for you. And so there's no one routine that's going to work for everybody, but look at putting practices in that will help you come home to yourself every morning so you can start your day in that way. So I know for mine, it includes a short meditation every day. It includes some time to tap into my wiser self mm. and write a message from my wiser self every day, but find those practices for you so that you can start to build this internal home. Everyone is different. And that's the best part about it. It works for some, doesn't work for others, but you can't know until you try it. Even if you think you won't like it, give it a try. Mm -hmm. Something I really try to offer everyone on this show is for people just give different perspectives, just different yeah. tips, because you never know which will be best for you. Like for me, meditation isn't the best thing. At first, mm -hmm. I had such unrealistic expectations. Thought it would be something crazy. But 
I'm not a 20 minute meditation guy. There are people who can do it a long time. If I utilize it, it would be a few minutes, but I use fitness as my mental yes. health tool. And in the mornings, it sets me up for the entire day. I take a few walks throughout the day in my complex. It's something that I really credit to staying level-headed entirely throughout the whole day. But now please share with us, Annie, what are you doing to raise awareness for mental health? What are you going to do to raise awareness for mental health in the future? One of the main things is what you're encouraging people to do right now is just share my own mental health struggles whenever it comes up and to just work little by little on erasing that stigma by whether it's in a public setting, whether it's at a dinner party, anytime that it comes up, which is quite often to go ahead and share my story so that we're, so that I'm not aligning myself with that invisibility. And the other thing is that I nurture other healers and psychotherapists so that you know, everybody needs when they, when they want to work with a therapist, when they want to work with a healer, everybody needs to find the right person. So nurturing a lot of different people so that they're able to help the people who they're meant to help. I appreciate such kind answers, everyone listening on. Be sure to stick around to the end so you can find out how to learn more about Annie, her content, how to reach out to her. Because now we're about to get even more value when we get her analysis on this week's Spotlight Story. For everyone new to the show, on every episode, we go over a mental health story of someone who is famous to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. It does not matter how you look from the outside. The inside can be a whole new story. And for this episode, we're going to share the story of another female mental health advocate and an actress, Gabri Sidibe. I learned how depression and bulimia played a part in her life. On the show, Peace of Mind, she shared that, quote, it was like a self-defense mechanism. That's what bulimia was for me. It wasn't about losing weight. It wasn't about controlling my appetite. It truly was about how it stopped me from crying. It was about me surviving the day. It was about controlling this emotion that was uncontrollable, I hated this emotion so much, I hated it. She went on to say that her folks told her she was looking good at the time, which only made her want to continue. Eating disorders, they're way too frequently inaccurately drawn to someone that can only affect a thin white female. And I learned she also wrote a book on her experiences called This Is Just My Face, Try Not To Stare. Extremely powerful title right there, I think, Annie. And she talks about how she battled depression as a college student and then eventually develops bulimia she then experienced suicidal thoughts and then this oscar nom decided to turn to a pro like yourself what do you take away from her journey Mm. the main thing is her courage in being willing to talk about her experience Mm -hmm. and it makes me think of how in her being willing to talk about this in a vulnerable way in a society that will tend to not value the bodies of black women. It's incredibly courageous. And it's also, it's helping to change the game. It makes me think of the work of Sonia Renee Taylor for anyone who's not aware of it. 
she wrote the book, The Body is Not an Apology. And I would really highly recommend that. And I'm also going to read Gabrielle Sidibe's book now that you've told me about it. I think the other thing that stands out is that in finding the right professional to work with, I'm imagining that she really needed to look at who would really understand her, who would really be able to support her and walk her through healing her, her trauma, healing her depression. And, and I also just think about that person and think about how, yeah. how amazing it is that she was able to find the right person to help her. That's another good point. Your first therapist isn't a lifelong bond. Sometimes that's mm -hmm. just not a good fit. Doesn't mean either party is a bad person, but just doesn't mean you connect and there's nothing wrong with that. Do not feel too proud or uncomfortable to walk away from that because there are a lot of therapists out there and different ones separate themselves in different ways. Like you could tell how this guest today separates herself by all the right reasons. And with that, Annie, I have to thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate you sharing your honest story from you starting as a kid, your mental health journey. It evolved into you giving back through others, through your story. And as a professional, your short-term tactics were great. Short-term tactics were unbelievable, I should say. And now I'm going to ask you for your last word. I actually want to echo something that you said, which is when you're looking for the right therapist, the right healer, do not undervalue yourself. You deserve to find the right person to help you at this moment and keep looking until you find somebody who feels safe, respectful, and really get you. Absolutely. And I might ask you, do you do virtual appointments? I have closed my psychotherapy practice. So now I only support other therapists, but I was doing virtual therapy and it works really well. So we're about to share your social media, website, email, all that. And I wanted to offer that because you're out in California. Um, everybody can get in touch with you. How? My Instagram is Annie Schusler, or if you look up Rebel Therapist, you'll find me in that way. Yeah. So Instagram is where I tend to hang out. All right. Well, be sure to say hello to her on Instagram. She has a lot to offer and she is here to help. And while you're on social media, be sure to check us out too. We are at a mental health break on all platforms, except on Twitter. We're at Podcast by Lancey to have updates from all of the shows. I am at Vincent A. Lancey on all handles as well. And my YouTube is Vincent A. Lancey. Check me out there. Been pumping out a lot of content or on my website, VincentALancey.com. If you check out any of my books, please send me a picture with it. I would love to share your support. And with that, I want to thank you, Annie, for your time and for everyone listening. We will see you next week on a mental health break. Thanks for joining.